Hey there, I'm your host, Stephanie Lugo, and welcome to the Market Authority Show. If you have found your way here, you are a real estate pro who's ready to transition from chasing leads to getting dream clients to chase you. This podcast is where you will learn modern real estate tactics to attract, connect, and scale so you can get paid consistently, connect with dream clients, and keep your sanity. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Market Authority Show. I am Stephanie Lugo, your host, and I am so excited to be live with my friend and MAA alum, Vivian, today. She is a superstar real estate agent down in Tampa, Florida, who has had an incredible journey from being just another agent in a congested market to an unforgettable force in the real estate world and in our hearts. (laughs) We'll explore her journey together from her initial motivation to joining the Market Authority Academy to the amazing results that she achieved, including doubling her GCI in just two years and having clients nearly begging to work with her from her established YouTube presence. I told you, she is a superstar. So I'm gonna be asking some really exciting questions like her secrets to personal growth and the game-changing impact of her magnetic brand, especially through her thriving YouTube channel. She's gonna share how she identified her ideal clients, built unshakable confidence in her brand messaging, and mastered key systems and strategies from MAA, such as Power Hours and the Million Dollar Client Workflow. So let's get started. Vivian, I am so excited to have you today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with everybody and to be on the show. So this is really exciting and I'm looking forward to our time together. Likewise, and this is live streamed. So if you're tuning in with us right now, this is happening live as we speak. So let us know in the comments if you are here. We have Caitlin saying, I am so here for this. Yes, I love that. I love being able to go live. It's always a little bit extra, like nerve wracking, but it adds a little extra dimension. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah, it's a little nerve wracking, but it's exciting to see the interaction and, you know, just having fun with the audience that's listening live. Totally. Okay, let's get to it. I'm really excited to get to the um, to get to the whole thing. So you recently shared a really exciting win in our private Facebook community. And I knew that you had a lot of stuff kind of bubbling and you've been more consistent than just about anyone in creating this vision that you had for your real estate business. And so it has been really, really incredible to see how things have kind of shaken out for you over this year. I want you to give us kind of a brief overview of the journey in your business before you enrolled in MAA, and then we'll go through kind of how that led you to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I got my real estate license back in um, the end of 2020 right? Like a lot of people did, um, didn't really do much with it. What had, you know, another job was still sorting out all those things. So really got started with real estate, like end of spring, um, in 2021 and, you know, went through real estate school, did all the things, but they don't really teach you what you need to know (laughs) for like the day to day business aspect of actually being an agent and even like working with customers, So was a solo agent at first, then joined a team where I was able to learn a lot of things on like the actual workflow and transaction. And I knew that if I wanted to be in the business, I didn't just want to be an average agent. I wanted to 
um, really able to be able to scale my time that I'm investing and like grow a business for the long run. So I'm like, okay, there has to be a better way because I felt like I was reinventing the wheel with every transaction. Um, and then even trying to generate leads, I really wasn't sure how to do it. You know, at that time, open houses weren't really a thing because a house sold like in a day pretty much. So, you know, open houses weren't really a thing. I tried like cold calling. Um, I tried farming and mailers. Like I tried a little bit of everything, but didn't really know the systems and processes to make that work. And then the end of 2021, right around... Christmas time, I was like, you know, really thinking about, okay, next year can't be this way. I have to do something different. And I actually came across your YouTube channel when I was like looking up, I think the video was um, real estate agent schedules or real estate agent like planning. And I was like, okay, this is what I need. I want this for my business. And then that's when I reached out to you. We had a call and I was like, okay, I'm in. I want to start 2022 full steam ahead. And I, I wanted systems and processes that were already done for you. I didn't have to figure them out. And so then that's when I officially joined the market authority at that point, you know, um, implementing the systems and processes. Um, it's not an overnight process. It's a, you know, year over year iteration, you know, you're modifying things, but in the past year that I was able to implement those systems and processes, it was slow, right? But it all built on each other. And um, I am so grateful that I joined because I see the huge difference between like the before and the after. And if I didn't have those systems and processes, I honestly don't know where my business would be today. I would have probably gotten really frustrated, maybe not even still been in the business because it's a hard industry um, to be in. So that's a little bit of like my journey before and after. Oh my gosh. So one thing that I kind of recognized from our first call was your determination. Like when, when we were talking, you had a really clear sense of like, listen, I know that I'm a hard worker. I know that I have the skills to make it. I'm just lacking a little bit of like the plan, the strategy, the systems, like you say. And you really kind of struck me from those first conversations and in the first couple of months of working together you were so committed to the process and you knew that it was going to take a while. And sometimes I could tell that it was a little frustrating because like, it's just crazy. You're working, 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 putting all these things in place. And you know that it's a little bit of a delayed result. We're on a 90 day uh, sales cycle as it is, but also you decided to really niche down on new construction, which when you told me that that's what you were going to do, I was like, that is brilliant. That is exactly what you should do. So walk us through a little bit about that decision-making on niching down and then allowing that to be a little bit of a long game for your strategy. So through my brokerage, actually in our area, new construction is quite popular in the greater metro of Tampa, um, out more in the suburbs. So that's a huge thing. And one of the things that actually struck me about the brokerage that I decided to affiliate and align myself with is that they actually have a new home sales or specialist program that you actually have to go through. And it's kind of like a coaching program that walks you through on how to work with new construction clients, um, how to understand the contracts, how to understand the ins and outs, how to work with the sales agents. 
um, because it's totally different than resale. So straight out of the gate, I was like, okay, I want to do that. I got the certification right away. And so through that program, we have preferred builders in the area. Um, so I really kind of started working on that. Some of my first deals were actually new construction um, in my first year. And I said, you know, I, I love the new construction process. It's so neat to see like a house being built from the ground up and walking through such a really um, monumental time in somebody's life. Purchasing a resale home is also very monumental, but I just, from the very beginning, fell in love with new construction. So I was like, okay, I wanna go all in. Um, of course, I still sell resale homes and you know list homes as well, but uh, for sure, just the new construction process from the beginning had a, I don't know, I just really kind of enjoyed that process to begin with. I love that. Okay, so walk me through a little bit about that that plan and the process of niching down. So we had to look a little bit of like the ideal clients and, and it's helpful to know what kinds of homes you're selling. I think that's a great place to start. Um, so maybe for you it was new construction, maybe for others it's like the waterfronts or maybe for some, like in my area, it's um, the, the brick homes, like the post-war ranches, right? Um, right. Tell me a little bit about that next step of identifying who like that ideal client is that is looking for that construction home. So I think that process kind of evolved over time, to be honest. Um, I guess I, it didn't click for me right away that the people that I had helped in my first year purchase new construction were all relocation clients. Like I didn't put two and two together. So as we started doing like um, the brand builder and looking through like the ideal client scenario, I was like, it makes sense that people are moving to the area and naturally some of them may be attracted to new construction communities. So I'm not just targeting new construction. Now I'm really honing in and focusing in on relocation clients that are purchasing new construction homes. And I think that's even more um, narrow it down. And at first I was kind of scared to narrow it down that far or even say, um, you know, I'm going to focus on a specific area, even in our large metro. I was like, no, you know, I'm just going to keep it broad. But I realized the more I narrowed it down, the more and more um, the leads that would come in from my channel were like really in tune to the type of people that I wanted to work with. And I think I also had to have a you know mental shift to realize I don't want to work with everybody um, because they're just some transactions that you're like I don't I don't want to experience that again. Um, you know, it's just not my ideal client or it's not my ideal um, you know process or transaction. So over time, I think that just kind of evolved naturally. I, I love how um, how you say that, and it was a little bit of giving yourself permission, right, to, to say, right. like, okay, I don't need to go super broad. And I think a little bit of that might come with time and experience, but even now we, we work with agents who've been in the business for 10 years or plus who've never gone through that process. Um, and, and a lot of times I feel that that comes from a result of like a comparison mindset where we look at others on social media and the highlight reel of social media. And we think, well, you know, I should just be working with any clients because it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly 
who other agents who are closing a lot are working with. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. did you ever find that you struggled with that comparison mindset in allowing yourself to go really narrow? Oh, absolutely. And even just in general, you know, like you're a new agent. Um, I joined when the market was crazy. And then 2022 was tough. I feel like I actually, in a sense, uh, could could say like, oh, 2021 was better, right? But we were in a more, um, I guess, fluid market. I don't know if that's the word. 2022 was, I think, hard for everyone all around, whether you were six months in the business or 20 years in the business. And so um, for sure, a lot of that kind of like self-doubt comes in like, well, you know, you see on everyone's highlight reel on social media, like, oh, closed X amount. Um, I don't know how GCI X amount. And it's kind of like, well, and then you compare it to your own metrics and you're like, well, I'm not as far as I want to be, or I'm not growing as quickly as I want to. So I, I had to kind of like detach myself and say, okay, I'm only going to measure my metrics against myself. And so if I can improve month over month or year over year, that's going to be ultimately my goal. And um, I'm not even going to really pay attention to what other people are doing. I'm just going to hone in on the process that I'm working on, you know, implementing my systems, my processes, working on my YouTube channel. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do things differently, um, different than what other people are doing. And I'm just going to go for it. And I'm going to stick to it and, and just see what happens. So you mentioned that as a goal of just becoming like 1% better every day. Was there any like specific strategies or practices um, in those systems and workflows in the YouTube channel that helped you do that? Was there anything like specific or maybe metrics specifically that you were looking at? So um, in regards to YouTube, I get like a lot of questions from people who say, man, I really want to start my YouTube channel. And there's a lot of kind of like objections and fears that keep people from starting their channel, right? And so like in full transparency, I started my channel on my iPhone 13 Pro, right? Recording on like the reverse cameras. And my husband would help me set it up like in my home office, um, janky, like little studio lights, no microphone, like nothing. It was a rough setup. And he said, you don't need anything fancy. Just stick and commit to the process. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And so now when I watched back some of my prior videos, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that's <laughs> actually online. So like for YouTube, I'm focusing on like, okay, um, maybe that video was a total flop because of SEO or whatever, but um, I'm focusing on each video trying to improve my SEO or maybe it's improve my thumbnail or my call to action um, and just trying to like really grow in that sense. So now he, my husband, he has background in like video tech recording. He's like a music producer. So he's like, okay, no, now we need to upgrade. And now we're focusing on better camera quality, better audio. He's like, no more recording on the iPhone, right? But I tell people like that you don't need fancy equipment to get started mm -hmm. because a lot of people just assume, well, I need an expensive camera. I need all of the things. I need the editing software. And I think we get so wrapped up in that that actually limits you from taking action and getting started. So that's like a practical um, application in terms of the YouTube channel. In terms of my metrics, it's like, okay, well, 
2023 was a lot better than 2022. Um, there were other challenges personally. Um, you know, maybe I wasn't able to stick to the goals that I had set because of, you know, certain things that came up. That's okay. How can I improve next month or next quarter? Um, and just trying to get rid of the idea of perfection, but progress and how can I become better? Maybe this week was not that great in what I accomplished, but how can I improve just a little bit next week? I can say, if I may, that I have absolutely seen that shift in you. And I think that last year, um, the energy, and, and I could be totally speaking out of turn, but this is kind of what, what I kind of observed. So correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like the energy last year was very like push energy. Like you, you really wanted it to look a certain way. And you had a really specific idea of how perfection needed to be measured month after month. And I remember the um, when you and I had a conversation with the launch pad, which is our rolling business plan. And your your quarterly priorities, you had a list of like 10, like 10 or 12 A priorities. lot of items, yeah. I was like, Vivian, let's, let's trim this up. Like we gotta, we gotta take some of that pressure off of you so that you can really just focus on getting the right things done. Was there any like trigger that helped you shift from being really rigid in those expectations to being a little bit more like, let's just take it day by day? Um, I think a lot of that came over time. Um, you know, I'm still working on that. I have like my brain dump list, right? That's like a mile long of realistically, this is what I would want to get done. Yeah. But um, this is something that I think you really like drive home is what are your top three priorities for the day? And if you got those top three things done, it's awesome. Like that was a huge win. Um, and so taking that from a macro level from, you know, quarterly goals to monthly to weekly and to daily. And so um, I think that was super helpful. Um, some books that really helped me kind of with that mentality shift are Atomic Habits. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed and started implementing some of those things um, from a book called The 12 Week Year which takes many of the similar principles we learned in MAA. Um, and so I've added those to like what I was already working on through MAA. And so that was just kind of a shift as well. Um, and then this year it was like, I had all of these goals and plans and then um, quarter two, we found out we were expecting. And so that was a total surprise, huge blessing. But right away, it was kind of like, well, all those plans kind of like went out the, the window. And one of the conversations I had with one of my providers was like, well, welcome to motherhood. Right. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the mentality that I've really had to like hone in on. Like, OK, this is what I would realistically like to get done if it doesn't get done. I, you know, maybe worked and got 50 percent of it done. Um, and so with some pregnancy challenges and complications, that's just a mentality shift that I've had to like really just hone in on and not be so rigid about. So I think it kind of evolved over time. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. We're Thank so you. For you. you have um, transitioned into the season so beautifully. And I, like I said, I can see how much your energy has shifted this year. Um, and I think that all of the work over the last year and a half, two years has really like prepared you to get to this place where 
Um, you're, you have clarity on the most important things. As you're saying, you, you, know what, you know how to determine your top priorities so that you can focus on those and then forget the rest. And I think that that's going to really allow you to have a good mindset going into 2024 as you transition into a family of three and all of those things, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, that process, um, it's like ever evolving, you know, figuring out what the top priorities are. So like at the beginning of my the year, my priorities were totally different than like what the end of this year looks like. And so I think that was also a shift that I had when, um, we would do like our business planning sessions, you know, I think mentally you you say like, okay, that has to be like a set in stone goal for the whole year. Um, and it doesn't work that way. And I realized that like with the shifting market, you have to readjust your marketing, you have to readjust, you know, your maybe prospecting routine, maybe it's going to look like your messaging is slightly different. Um, so I think that's one of the really huge mindset shifts I've had, not just professionally, but just overall is like, those goals are great. How can we break them down? But we can still be flexible and adapt if needed. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's, that is so cool to see you take that and then implement it in your way. Um, and, and for those who, who aren't aware or who are not in the Market Authority Academy, what we do is we kind of look at September as our January. And so we're actually in the middle of business planning season in MAA right now. In fact, today is our second session in the Market Authority Academy for our um, business planning workshops. And then what we do is while we have that really detailed business plan, we really break it down in as much detail as we can to have that clarity and then identify our quarterly milestones and monthly projects for the following year, what we do is plan to revisit that every 90 days. And so while we have a really good sense of what we're going to accomplish in 2024 or what we would like to see in 2024, just as Vivian is saying, we we don't only like guess that things are going to change, we expect things to change, and we allow ourselves the room to pivot and to ask really specific questions like what's working and what do we need to change? And we do that through our 90-day check-ins of the Market Authority Academy. So quarterly, we're revisiting that plan and we're saying what's working, what do we want to adjust going forward? And we make those micro pivots throughout the year to make sure that we are on track. And so if you are missing this piece in your real estate business, you want to learn a little bit more about how you can really grow with that very extensive business planning process throughout the year, go to stephanielugo.com forward slash programs and you can book a call with us, um, me and my team in the Market Authority Academy to learn if this might be the time for you. Okay, now um, Vivian, I wanna talk a little bit more about specific key systems and strategies. And if we can, I really wanna go into the YouTube space. Um, and, and I wanna talk a little bit about how you are managing YouTube. I know that you've been really busy preparing a lot of content in advance of um, baby's arrival. So can you share with me a little bit about how you're coming up with content and then scheduling it out in a way that makes it really easy to sustain consistently? So I think for me, the easiest thing has been to identify what type of content works for my channel. 
So that all goes surrounded by who is my ideal client? What is it that they're looking for? And what un unanswered questions do they have? So that's the type of content that I'm trying to create. So I've narrowed it down to kind of like my pillar content. Um, I've realized that um, like the very Googleable questions, like how to buy a house, that's helpful, but I wanna go even further, right? So um, I've identified that one of my best videos are community highlights. So not just focusing on, hey, here's the property tour of the Alex floor plan by DR Horton. It's more like, hey, here's the Chapel Crossings neighborhood. And they have X amount of builders. Um, so really highlighting the community. The other types of videos that do really well are pros and cons videos of different areas. Those are like huge breakthrough videos for me. Um, they're a little bit controversial, but in the sense of like you're sharing your own opinion, but I think people like real and honest feedback, especially if they're online doing research to see if a specific suburb or area is the right fit for them. Um, so those do super well. And then I do new construction related content. So I might do like some floor plan videos here and there, but I'll do videos kind of like top mistakes new construction buyers make or, you know, like tips and tricks for new construction buyers. So those are kind of like my pillars. And then I just schedule it out. Um, and so I try to uh, have a good mix of that. Oh, and the other video is uh, market updates. Mm -hmm. While for new construction, those metrics are kind of hard to gather because not all builders list their properties on MLS, but it gives a general just feedback of what's actually happening in the market. And it helps us be the voice of reason above all the noise and chaos out on the media specific to our market. So people really understand what's happening. So I just kind of rinse, lather and repeat that over and over. Um, and then that's basically how I determine my content. And then ideally I like to film all of that in advance. Um, at one point I was doing all of the editing, which we all know is like everyone's dreaded thing and it takes forever. Um, I've outsourced that now. Thankfully my husband is helping me with that. So I'm really blessed because I have somebody that's really good at that. And so that's what he's helping me do. Um, and then we're just kind of figuring out with the YouTube algorithm, like what days are best to post and just trying to really hone in on the SEO stuff to really boost the videos out there. But overall just trying to remain consistent. So that's kind of like the process. Now, in terms of preparing for baby, we're trying to um, get as much content filmed. So hopefully up until February, get it all filmed and then he'll have, you know, weeks to edit the video. But we're, we try to be at least one week ahead. So you're not scrambling like, oh, my God, I need a video and you don't have anything kind of like planned. And that's very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing that I did because I. Of course, I had a baby last year, this time of year, and I did the same thing. So prepared a lot of content. And one thing that I found really helpful, which maybe you guys can kind of take take this tip. I don't know if you're already doing this, but we really liked to do compilation videos. 
Um, so we would take like little clips from some of our top videos and like, you know, just, just already recorded content. And it would give us a little bit of a bridge where it's really good content presented in a different way. Um, so it was still really thought provoking content, but it took a little bit of that burden for, um, the actual creation content creation process. So just in case you get to like January and you're like, Oh man, I, I need a couple more weeks before I get in, in front of the camera. Um, that might, that might be something that you guys implement if you haven't yet. That's a really good tip actually. Um, because sometimes older videos do really well. Um, and maybe um, they just get kind of lost or buried with all the newer content. So um, not everyone goes and rewatches your older content. So I'm going to take note of that because I think that's a really cool tip. Yeah, yeah. And Gisela is really good at this too. And if I, if I could share another tip. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that she does is she will look at our analytics and she'll look at retention rates. So if you look at a video that performed really well, look at that video and see where the retention spiked. And so if you're looking at the graph, um, you'll see certain areas where there's higher than normal retention. And sometimes you'll actually see a little, a little spike. And mm -hmm. so what we'll do is we'll take like a three to five minute clip that performed really well and figure out what about that messaging was like clicking with the audience. And you can actually take that as like a kind of like a quick win is what we call them or just like a just just a good little bite sized video. That's also a really good bridge. And then you can re repurpose that pretty easily for other platforms as well. That's a really great idea. And it helps like 10x the content and not have to like, you know, recreate because content creation, believe it or not, is can be a lengthy process for sure. Yeah, yeah, it can. Although I think that you've done a beautiful job of really honing in and making sure that you are refining the process to just remove a little bit of that burden over time. I, I want you to tell me if you can, um, maybe a, a story or recently, I, I've seen a couple of stories that you shared of clients who come in on your YouTube channel that are like just totally bought in as a result of that content strategy. Um, can, can you share me maybe the one that you shared recently in our private Facebook group or another that, um, kind of illustrates how effective that type of content can be? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my most recent, um, closings was from a family who was relocating, um, to the area and they were basically buying what they wanted to be like their forever home. And so they reached out to me and we had our initial discovery call and then we, realized yes like this will work so we scheduled a follow-up um which is like the actual buyer consultation right and so i use like a process of elimination and i've over time been able to really um evolve this process and um long story short i did several virtual showings um which they ended up finding the home that they wanted and believe it or not they had to list their current home in order to buy this one. So they call me and say, Hey, we just got our home under contract. And as he's telling me that I'm getting a text from the agent at the new construction community saying, Hey, by the way, the home you guys wanted just sold. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this cannot be happening. <sighs> and so I had to like deliver the news and they were pretty upset. Like, you know, this is the one we wanted. It was like the quick inventory move in home. Like they ended up changing their timeline from what we originally spoke. And I could just hear the heartbreak in the conversation. Yeah. And it was like a Friday night at 8.30. I said, 
let me see what I can do. So I call the agent and I know it's, I know it's after hours. I'm like, Hey, can you please double check? Like, are you sure this home sold? And she says, well, let me call my sales partner. Well, it turns out that there was like a miscommunication in the lot number or the other buyer decided to do a to be built home instead of a quick inventory, uh, like quick move in. And so we got them under contract the next day, like everything worked out. Um, we did everything virtually. They weren't able to come down here um, due to work and schedule. So they did everything remotely. And then, um, you know, had some challenges with inspections and we were able to negotiate the builder to fix certain items prior to closing. And then the day they arrive here, like they drove all the way and then they're watching the news and it says hurricane, what was our most recent hurricane? I don't remember, but hurricane hitting Tampa, Florida. Like it was just the weirdest timing. And so he's texting me and says, can you please call my wife? You know, she's freaking out. Like, are we okay? What's going on? And our closing was scheduled for the hurricane day, right? So I'm calling the title company like, hey, are you closing? Is this still happening? And they ended up closing, thankfully. And I met them literally at their final walkthrough with the builder. They get the keys, they sign, they do everything. And then they said to me, so we just want to tell you, we found you on your YouTube channel, which I knew, but... Um, in full transparency, we had actually reached out to a different agent in your metro and they mentioned the agent's name and I had actually always admired this agent and I guess in a way kind of compared myself like, man, if I only could have as many views as this agent or I guess I aspire to have a successful channel, right? Um, and so they said, you know, we had the initial phone call with this person and we thought everything was great. And then they ended up handing us off to somebody on their team. They set us up for an MLS search and then they disappeared and just basically said, let me know which one you like and then we'll go from there. And so that didn't end up working for them. And so they're like, no, like this is not going to work. And so they went back to the drawing board. That's when they stumbled upon my, you know, small but mighty channel. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And they said, our experience was just wow. Like from the very initial discovery call all the way up until closing, you know, the systems and processes, there were hiccups in the road, you know, with a hurricane and all of these things. But to purchase a home sight unseen virtually, like our experience was fantastic and we love our home. And so that was just kind of like a full circle moment for me to realize my channel right now may be small, but it's not really about the views. It's about the ideal clients that are working with me. So that's just one of the stories and other people like reach out and say, Hey, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to work with you. And the types of clients that I've attracted through my channel have been people that I'm like, man, we have so many things in common and I'm not necessarily broadcasting my hobbies or things that I like to do. But once we meet and start talking, we have so many things in common, which is really fun um, because you're working with, you know, people that in the long run could end up being lifelong friends. Oh my gosh. I get goosebumps when you tell us. <laughs> That is so cool. What would you tell yourself? Um, what would you tell yourself a year ago or 18 months ago after experiencing this now versus where you were then? Just keep going. Like it, it's slow, but it's totally worth it. Um, you know, the, the types of people that, 
even inquire, like some people maybe aren't ready and they're just curious, right? Like, hey, you know, I just want to know more about the area. Um, and then after an initial phone call, they determine, hey, that's not the right place for me, but I'm able to provide like education for people and really help them. Because at the end of the day, my uh, mentality is like service based. So I would just say like, keep going. It's super rewarding. There's going to be challenges, but overall, I think it's a really fun process once you're able to see, you know, the fruits of your labor. Really good advice. Would you say the same thing? to yourself going back to before you joined MAA? In terms of like um, committing to the process? Yeah. Well, I think there really wasn't like a process. It was just kind of like, let's just throw something against the wall to see what sticks. And that was like frustrating, right? Because you're like, well, I'm working. But a lot of times we think we're working on stuff, but it's not really productive. It's not, you know, moving our business forward. So I am very determined. So I would keep telling myself, keep going. But now because there is kind of like a system and a process, I'm like, okay, like it's okay. Let's just keep going. It's all worth it because I know what I'm working towards. Yeah. I love that. What are you, what are you really looking forward to in, in 2024? Um, so in terms of business planning, I've decided to be just kind of like very loose and not super rigid. You know, we're expecting more than likely a Christmas baby. So the first quarter of the year, I don't really know how that's going to go or the remaining of the year, but I'm really looking forward to building the momentum off of my YouTube channel. Um, and just seeing the fruits of that come into, you know, fruition. And I think overall, um, motherhood, this new season that we're starting as a family. And then um, I think just continuing to improve my business little by little. And I think um, one of the things that I really love about MAA is the mentality that you don't have to work all hours of the day to be productive, which is kind of like the um, whole line of many you know, real estate systems out there. And it's like, well, if you're not productive, you're, you suck, you're a failure. Right. Yeah. And it's all these metrics and numbers. And so with MAA, it's been really helpful to kind of narrow down and say like, okay, you really only need to dedicate X amount of hours per week because you're focusing on the right systems and things. So I'm sure next year I'll have to kind of like pivot and say, this is working, this is not, but I'm really looking forward to continuing that momentum in my business. And we will be there supporting you every step of the way and cheering you on. And I can't wait to welcome another MAA baby to the fam. <laughs> A little Christmas <laughs> That's going to be so fun. What would you, um, just as we wrap up here, and Vivian, thank you for your time. And thank you for being um, so generous with your story and what's working for you. I'm seeing tons of comments of how helpful this is for others who are, who are listening in. Um, and this has been a lot of fun for me. You are, you are so polished in how you present this and you're just making my job today super easy. So Aww, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, for those who are on the fence about joining Market Authority Academy or just booking a call, what would you, what would you say to them? Um, so I would say like, what, what can you lose just to see if this is the right fit for you? Um, one of the things that I love about MAA is all of the friends that I have made um, who are alumni or, you know, in the program. And 
a lot of like like-minded individuals who really are not salesy, spammy. They just really have a heart to serve others and grow their business in a really authentic way. And if that resonates with you, I think this is the right fit for you. Um, the only sad part is that all of these friends live far away and I wish, you know, we were closer, right? But I think if you want to see a change in your business, whether you've been in the business six years, six months or 10 years, um, I think, you know, your life and your business will really change in a positive way. Um, so I, I say, why not take the time and invest your, in yourself and in your business? Thank you. Yes. And, and if that resonates with you, you can go to stephanielugo.com forward slash programs. You can book a call with us. We'd love to hear about your business. And if it seems like we can help you reach your goals next year, then we will definitely take it further from there. Vivian, for those who want to take the conversation further with you or maybe connect and cheer you on your way, how can they find you? Um, so I'm on pretty much all the social media platforms, just as Vivian Arona, my first and my last name. Okay, I'm guys. Instagram and TikTok. You are on, oh yes, you are on TikTok. I've seen some of those. And it's so fun to see you branch out into these other platforms too. Yeah, <laughs> super fun. That, guys, definitely do not sleep on that. Make sure you go check out Vivian, see what she's doing. The coolest thing about Vivian is she walks the walk, not just talks the talk. Like she will take a strategy, she will implement it and make it hers in such a cool way. So definitely go check her out and cheer her, her, her along the way. And I just want to take a moment and acknowledge you, Vivian. You are such an inspiration in the Market Authority Academy because you've always been very visible about your journey. You've always been very transparent about the hard days and the good days. And you are such an easy person to cheer along. We're always rooting for you. And it's your commitment to the process, your de determination and your follow through that is really helping you continue to grow and expand. And I think that's a lot of what your clients are seeing as well and why it's so easy for them to connect with you. And I know that's going to serve you so, so very well on your real estate journey. So it is truly, truly a pleasure to be in your corner and supporting you along the way. Oh, thank you so much. That means the world. And I can't wait for what 2024 has in store and, you know, um, sticking to the process with MAA throughout, you know, the rest of these upcoming months and seasons. So thank you so much. This was an honor. Oh, my gosh. The, the pleasure has been all mine. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to reach out to us in MAA if you have questions about the program. And don't forget to connect with Vivian. Vivian, thank you so much for joining me today. I had so such a great time chatting with you. Thanks. It was a great time as well. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.